0: Welcome to Tea Time with Mary. I'm your host, Mary Jolkofsky. I'm a former bikini fitness model turned self-love advocate. And this is the podcast that'll inspire you to love yourself. Hey friends, before we begin, I just wanted to let you know that this podcast episode is sponsored by my favorite books. Not literally, but I did create a book list for you with all of my favorite books for self-love, and body image, and self-confidence, and just overall self-healing and growth. I am a huge personal growth person, and to be honest with you, a lot of the things that I talk about come from the books that I've read. I'm a big reader, and I always tell my little sister, readers are leaders. And I love audiobooks, I love book books, I love Kindle, I love all the forms of books, just give me all the goods. So I decided to create a book list for you with my top 25 favorite books and I actually add to this list so there's probably going to be more than 25 books on it but I have narrowed it down to top 25 books that you need to read to start the self-love journey. I'm not saying you have to read all the books right now but you should have this list handy dandy for when you're getting a book on Amazon or shopping in your Audible or whatever. So I've created this book list, and you can get it at maryscupoftea.com slash books, and I will also put it in the show notes. And let me know how you like these recommendations by screenshotting what you're reading and tagging me in your Instagram stories. I always love seeing you use my recommendations. It just makes my whole day because we're like a little community. So anyways, com slash books. Go get it. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode. I am especially excited for this solo podcast because I actually woke up in the middle of the night with this idea and I quickly wrote it down, went back to sleep, and then I jumped out of bed this morning and it's the first thing I am doing now. So today I wanted to talk about how to communicate with confidence. And the reason why I feel so passionately about this and why I really, 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 really Ask you to listen to this entire episode because there's truly going to be so many gems throughout. It's one of the only episodes that I've actually planned out because there are certain things that I want you to get from it. And so please listen to it all the way through and send it to your friends, especially your female friends, um, because. I think that if more women can communicate with confidence and stop minimizing themselves and self-doubting and questioning every single thing that they're saying, then the world would be a more empowered place for everyone. My entire job, career, life revolves around communicating and speaking and connecting with people. Uh, You probably know that I host worldwide self-love retreats, so I'm always hosting workshops. Now we've moved our retreats online, so I'm hosting workshops via Zoom. I have a TED Talk that I got trained extensively for when it comes to public speaking on stage. Um, I speak to social media all the time. I'm always making videos, whether it's like casual videos on my stories or um, more formal ones for my online programs. I am always speaking to people either in front of the camera or in person, and I'm honestly, a geek about communication and how to communicate better because I just love, I love, love, love using the power of language to express how you're feeling. I think that that is the biggest gift that we can give ourselves is to learn how to do that effectively so that not only do you better understand and process what you're feeling But you're also saying it and expressing it in a way that other people understand you. They resonate with it. And there's no greater gift than feeling seen, heard, and understood. Seen, heard, and understood. That's really what I live by, especially when it comes to hosting my retreats, both online and in person. The whole workshop environment revolves around, how can I say this so that it lands with you? Because... I can sit here day and night and be like, girl, just love yourself, right? But just saying that over and over again isn't really going to help it just it's useless whereas when i'm sitting here on the podcast or at a retreat and i'm i'm hitting it with different angles i'm explaining this component and that component all the areas of your life and the storytelling like all of that comes together to hopefully create micro shifts in your brain so that you actually get results so that you actually learn how to love yourself beyond your body so we're talking about body confidence and self love overall so That is my life's work and I'm really excited for today's podcast episode. I'm gonna go through words to stop using, just like completely eliminate out of your vocabulary and certain steps that I have taken to be a more effective communicator. And again, this applies to anything, whether you're like emailing your boss or whatever, texting your friends, talking with your partner, like these tips will help you in every single area of your life. I swear to you, hold me to it. If they don't, send me a message, complain and we will fix it, okay? And then I will also talk about speaking like in person and how you can come across with a lot more confidence and also tips to ease anxiety when it comes to talking about more important things or say you have a presentation or... Anything of that nature that is a little bit more high pressure, I want to give you some tips that have helped me, especially when it comes to speaking on stages. I mean, my TED Talk was over 500 people in the audience. Um, I grew up performing, which isn't speaking because when you're dancing, um, I grew up dancing on uh, recitals and stuff. When you're dancing, it's like, okay, you're dancing with a group. And like, if you mess up a move, nobody will really know. But if you say something weird, people feel it <laughs> immediately. So I'm going to give you a bunch of tips, okay? Okay. Hang with me. Okay, I'm looking at my notes and I was going to end with this, but I think it's important to start with this. The most important thing to remember is to be yourself. Now, I know you're rolling your eyes right now and you're like, how many times have I heard that stupid cliche? (laughs) It doesn't help, it doesn't say anything, but let me elaborate, hopefully, in a way that will help. My most watched Stories are the ones where I am goofy. I'm talking about Instagram stories. My most watched Instagram stories are the ones where I am acting like a dork. (laughs) Um, And I think I do have this dorky side, and it doesn't come out that much because, again, I, I just put a lot of pressure on myself to communicate better. And so Especially when it comes to like social media. I mean, you probably hear it more on this podcast if you're an avid listener. But when it comes to social media, I think a lot of the times I shut that part of myself down um, because I'm, you know, I'm scared to get judged or I feel like it doesn't matter, it's irrelevant. But here's the thing: like every time I've let that side come out on my Instagram stories, it's always my most watched, most replied, most engaged, most connected. That's the most important part. Stories that people watch, um, and this literally happened a couple weeks ago, where I was doing a mini training about what I call the three phases of self love. You may have watched it if you haven't; it. it's in my Instagram highlights, so you can you can see exactly what I'm talking about. But I turned on the camera, and I was I said something like, "Okay, guys, today we're going to talk about the three phases of self love," and I spit everywhere. Like literally, you could see the spit flying into the camera because I was speaking so passionately that it was just like a water show. And I thought it was the funniest thing ever. And so I kept that slide and I posted it. It was the first part of this little mini training that I was doing on my Instagram stories. That was the most responded to story that I've had in a while. Like most replies, most viewed, people thought it was hilarious. And I think, and maybe you don't feel this way, but what I sense from people is that letting that side of you come out shows that you're not afraid to mess up. You're not afraid to be silly and goofy. And the only people who are not afraid to be silly and goofy in front of other people is usually confident people. So it's a weird paradox, but when you catch yourself on mistakes or when you keep the the stutters or, you know, you guys hear Zeus snoring in the background a lot of times during my podcast episode, but not that normalizes you. It humanizes you and it makes people connected to you. And it also makes you appear a lot more confident because it's like, oh, here's a person who doesn't give a fuck about being perfect. She's just real. Does that make sense? So this is why the most important thing is to be yourself and to channel your strengths. So my strengths are long form speaking. If somebody asks me to do a short 15 minute presentation, I say no, I say Um, if you want me to speak at your organization, I'm gonna need at least an hour, hour 15 minutes is my minimum. I recently got hired to speak at a sorority, um, over Zoom of course, and they asked me to do like a one hour, and I said, no, I'm gonna need at least an hour and 15 minutes, probably up to an hour and a half. At my online retreats, all our workshops are two hours, two hours long. At real retreats, they're three hours. Of course we take breaks, but I go deep. If you watch my stories, you also know that I'm not the type of person to go on and do three stories and then log off, right? My stories when I'm speaking are longer format. They're like 10 plus slides. And the people who want to listen, they listen. And the people who don't, they don't. And that's fine. And I used to have so much shame about that. Like you don't you don't understand how many coaches I have hired. And I've told them, I just want to speak better. I just want to be more succinct. I want to be faster. I want to talk less. And I think I've actually expressed this on the podcast that I just have a lot of insecurity around that part of me. Because I think as I speak, and I just, once I start going, like the message just starts downloading. And then I realize that instead of trying to change my natural strength, why don't I embrace it as a strength? So you may be the opposite. Maybe you're really good at putting a big idea into one sentence, and that's your strength. Harness that. Be yourself. Harness that. Channel that. And run with it. Because we all have strengths that other people admire and if we learn to 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 use them effectively and then capitalize on them they're going to take us a lot farther than if we're just trying to like change ourselves and be like oh I wish I was like this person or I wish I was like that person or I wish I was more confident and this is what I see confidence like confidence shows up in different ways in different people right so all these tips that I'm giving you I want you to pick and choose what works for you and know that maybe your style of speaking is different from mine and that's fine. But there are plenty of introverts that are amazing speakers and there are plenty of extroverts that are not. So it's not like a personality thing. It's not like, oh, I'm just not a good talker. It really is about being okay with the way you are and using that to your advantage. And here's the biggest thing that I have learned in public speaking and just in life. Oftentimes, your disadvantages become your biggest advantages. Oftentimes, if, you know, my family situation was really bad, we didn't have money, my parents are Jewish refugees from Russia, parents got divorced, like it was a shit show, a story for another time, but, and that sucked. Like, don't get me wrong, that sucked, and I'm in therapy, and it sucked. Lots of daddy issues, but at the same time, those disadvantages also became my advantages because guess what? I learned how to work hard. I learned the impact of culture, right, and being really culturally aware because I had this weird um, mix of cultural upbringings that was very different being an immigrant in this country, um, and then my Russian culture and speaking Russian and also the Jewish culture. And there are so many things that became my advantages. Um, Another story that I read from Malcolm Gladwell's book called David and the Goliath, literally the subtitle, I think, or the main point of it is how your biggest disadvantages become your greatest advantages. And he talks about the Bible story of David and the Goliath. Why did David beat Goliath? Well, because he was small but mighty and he knew how to fling that rock, right? Flung it right in his eye and there goes Goliath. Even though he was all macho, macho, big and strong, that ended up being his disadvantage because David was quicker. He was faster. He could, he had the skills, right? So use what you have. That is true confidence is when you're able to accept yourself unconditionally and roll with what you got. So I hope We started off a little inspirational, motivational note, and now let's get into the tactical and the tangible. So firstly, let's talk about words that you need to just completely ditch from your vocabulary, especially when you're emailing. Okay, I think right now, especially, we're emailing more than we're meeting people face-to-face. So here's a word, just, just. Every single email that I write, I scan it. I literally go control or command F, and I search the word just. And if it pops up anywhere in the email that I am writing, I delete it. So we, especially as women, have a tendency to use what's called minimizers. And just is a minimizer. So we say just popping in to check up on... (laughs) right? That sounds a lot. We try to be softer, but it ends up compromising our confidence when it comes to communicating. Or I kind of feel like minimizer after minimizer. Or I just wanted to check in. Again, minimizer. So just is a big one. And I think that's the easiest one to take out. Like I mentioned, kind of, sort of. Um, Another thing that a lot of us tend to do, we say phrases like I think, I feel like, instead of just saying what needs to be said. So we say, I think that option A is better. Sometimes, obviously in context, that works, but a lot of the times it comes across as soft You can just say option A is better and that sounds a lot more assertive. And of course, we're always nervous about being assertive because we do live in a patriarchy and if we're too assertive, we get called bitchy. But I also think that we can take little steps in order to fight that stereotype and in order to fight the patriarchy and stop using those words. Like you can be kind but assertive, right? You can say what needs to be said without the fluff, Some other things that I've noticed and I stopped doing is so much. Thank you so much or the word so. I'm so sorry. I started saying instead, instead of thank you so much, I just say thank you or I appreciate it. Totally different vibe. And instead of saying I'm so sorry, my mistake, I say I apologize. Thank you for catching the mistake. So again, instead of like constantly putting the energy onto us and our mistakes and I don't want to come across as too bitchy and I want to make sure people know that I'm really, really nice and that I'll take responsibility and blame for everything. Like, no, we are so done with that vibe. It is 2020 and we do not do that shit anymore. (laughs) We communicate with confidence and We don't use minimizers to minimize what we're saying because what you're saying gets to be said the way that it needs to be said without tiptoeing around the subject. Now, keep in mind, context is everything. And there are times when you do want to say something softer. And of course, this isn't like a diehard rule and I'm not going to come after you if you you know, use the word just or say, I feel like. But these are little things that if you do them just a little bit less, They can make a huge difference in the way you come across. Another thing branching off of that is we have to learn to stop over explaining, especially when it comes to email. So sometimes if I'm like rescheduling something, I'll be like, hey, I'm so sorry, my mom called, and I need to pick up my little sister from school. Can we move the meeting to X? Again, I appreciate it so much, right? Like That took four sentences to say one thing. Instead, I could say, hey, something came up. Can we reschedule for whatever time, right? Like, you don't need to explain every part of your life. You don't need to give a reason. And sometimes the little thought experiment that I use with myself, the little test, is I I think about my boyfriend. What would he say? And my boyfriend's like a normal dude who talks like most dudes have been trained to talk, which is just say what needs to be said. It's none of their business, like whatever, And that test, like, really helps me see if I'm over-explaining. And usually the answer is yes. Of course, like I said, context is everything. Sometimes you want to share with somebody. But not everybody needs to know what's going on in your life, or you don't need to justify every single thing that you're doing. Does that make sense? So try to stop explaining yourself as much. If you need to reschedule Just ask to reschedule. Um, If you're requesting something, just request it. You don't need to constantly provide this long, elaborate, elaborate reasons for what you're doing. And this is something that I'm always practicing because, again, as somebody who values communication so much, and I want to feel seen, heard, and understood, just like we all do, I tend to over-explain myself and over-explain my point. Um, And I'm I'm trying not to. So. With that in mind, I'm going to leave it at that. I hope you got what I mean by that. And in attempts to not over-explain myself, I'm going to move on to our next part, which is things to start doing. Now, these tips especially will help you when you're communicating face-to-face, but the energy is definite, can definitely be brought regardless the the environment. So again, email, phone, text, whatever but especially face-to-face. So first, channel calmness and slow down a little bit. Did you hear that long pause? What did you feel when I just paused for literally, I'm looking at the timestamp, I literally just paused for two seconds. But what did you feel and how are you feeling now that I am slowing down how I'm speaking? does it make you feel calmer? Does it make you feel more grounded? And here's the last part. Does it make you feel like what I'm saying is important? Because I am enunciating every word and I am speaking slowly. Chances are (laughs) I talk a lot and I talk fast. So when I slow down, you're instantly like, wait, Why is she pausing? Okay, what what she's about to say is really important. So use and channel the power of the pause. Don't try to fill up. And again, I'm telling you this because I'm telling myself this because I am so guilty of this, trying to fill up the space by talking. But a pause is really important because it lets people digest what you're saying And it also helps you come across as more confident because it's like a signal to the person that what you're about to say is really important and you need to listen. How do I know that? Because you slow down your speaking. And when people slow down, it means they're serious. And honestly, I learned this a really funny way. I used to date a guy right before my current boyfriend. It was pretty casual, but he always walked so slow and took these giant big slow steps and it drove me fucking crazy (laughs) because he would just walk I mean it wasn't like super slow but it was the way he walked that was like it felt like I was watching him in like 0.5 speed like slow motion and at this point I was wearing a lot of heels and I remember being on a date with him and just like taking extra steps to like walk. You know how when you put on heels, you kind of tend to walk faster. I don't know why. It's probably because you're taking shorter steps. But I remember watching him walk across the room at a restaurant and I said, yo, why do you walk like that? (laughs) I was like really upfront. I'm like, why do you walk like that? And he like so matter of factly said, people who walk slower look more confident. They look more in charge of the room. If you just slow down, it is such an easy way to be like, hey, I'm here. I'm not afraid to take up space. I'm not afraid to have you wait for me. I'm not afraid to take up time and take my time when I'm talking because I know what I'm saying is important. So channel that calmness, that confidence, that grounded energy use the power of the pause and the power of slowing down. That is so important. And the last little bit of that is, especially when you're talking like in day-to-day life, and I, I do this when I'm speaking and teaching my students in my online retreats and at a real retreat, is wait for an answer. When you ask a question, whether it's rhetorical or not that rhetorical or you're talking with your partner and you ask them something, again, instead of elaborating and like filling up the space, just ask the question and wait for the answer. People usually need a lot more time to think than we give them. And for me especially, my my boyfriend talks less than I do (laughs) and we have done a lot of work and growth around communicating with each other. And I know that my drawback is just always filling in the space by talking. So I'll I'll ask him, how do you feel about that? And then if he doesn't answer right away, I panic. And I start talking about my own feelings, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm just giving you ideas. I'm just letting you know how I feel. But it's so powerful. And and not only is it effective communicating and effective listening, and it's going to strengthen all your relationships, it also gives you a lot of confidence to just say, hey, so how do you feel about that? and just listen to the person. Listening is such an underrated form of confidence. My current coach, her name is Melissa Griffin. She's amazing. She's my business coach, and I am in her mastermind. And the way I just love being around her, because I'm learning so much from just the way she speaks, whenever somebody raises their hand and asks for a certain business advice, She always asks questions and waits for the answer. So she doesn't go straight into advice giving. And again, this is something that a tendency that I have is just going straight into it and saying a bunch of things. She really just asks a question and lets the other person think and waits for them to answer before she gives her feedback. Does that make sense? So, again, all these things kind of tie into each other where it's like the power of the pause, the power of slowing down, ask questions, wait for an answer. Like these make you a really effective communicator and they also make you seem a lot more confident. So, all in all, <laughs> again, in attempts to follow my own advice and not over explain, what I just said, take a minute to digest everything. You probably have a lot of things that you're thinking about, um, but to recap before I log off, to recap, in order to communicate effectively, first be yourself. Don't be afraid to be goofy, silly, slip up, mess up. Just like point out your own mistakes. When, When you do that, it really just addresses the elephant in the room and only confident people are okay with their mistakes. So, Try to just, like, go easy on yourself, and it helps both people. Um, stop using minimizer words like just, kind of, sort of. Uh, saying things like, I think, I feel like. Using the word so, like, thank you so much, or I'm so sorry. And again, context is everything, but try to do this less. Um, stop over-explaining yourself and justifying. If you need to make a request, just... Say what needs to be said. If you need a reschedule, just say what needs to be said. You don't have to share every part of your life. And channel calmness and groundedness. And don't be afraid to pause and slow down. And think of that guy I dated. Just like very slowly walking across the room with big strides. He used to always wear like big work boots too. So I just remember like his walk. (laughs) So channel that It's a nice test. Not that I want us to speak like men because men suck at communicating. Most men suck at communicating. But sometimes it is a nice little test to be like, what would a man say in this situation? Would a man feel guilty? Would a man say just or thank you so much, smiley face, heart, (laughs) right? Like try to channel that a little bit more. And last but not least, I already said this, but be yourself really. The most amazing, confident thing. The biggest expression of confidence is being yourself. So I hope that this podcast episode landed with you, resonated with you, and gave you some really nice takeaways. And I hope that you can use them in all your communication. Let me know how you like this episode by screenshotting it, share it in your Insta stories. Um, That's kind of the only way that I see DMs is if I'm tagged in the Instagram stories because Instagram lets me see those and click through them. So I would love to hear how you like this episode. And of course, if you haven't left a review yet, especially if you listen on iTunes, it really helps the show grow. It takes like... Less than 30 seconds, just a quick review. Let us know how you like the show and it helps other people. Also find it, helps our rankings and it helps the show grow. So thank you again for listening to Mary's Cup of Tea, the podcast, and I'll talk to you next week. Mwah.